Podcast City Network. Thank you for tuning in on this episode of the Everett Lee Show. But before we get on with the guest onto the program today, there's a couple things I do want to mention that you can help out with supporting the Everett Lee Show. If you're looking to start a podcast and already have a podcast and you're looking for an affordable podcasting hosting site, Podbeam's your number one choice. Podbeam offers statistics with in-depth analytics to manage your podcast needs. Use the promo code podbeam.com slash pbsignup and get a free month off. That's podbeam.com slash pbsignup to get a free month off and see why 1,500 episodes have been shared all over the world in the past 11 years with over 3,000 subscribers that have chose Podbeam as their number one hosting site. And if you're looking to get into advertising, Podbeam advertising, you'll get $100 off advertising when you sign up as a sponsorship over on podbeam.com slash pro slash pb sign up. That's podbeam.com slash pro slash pb sign up. You're listening to the Everest Lee Show. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Everett Lee Show. I'm the Everett Lee. I want to give a quick shout out and a thank you to everyone that's been tuning in every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Everett Lee Show Facebook page and on Podcast C Network Facebook page for ELS Uncut. Thank you for everyone tuning in and listening to the conversations, the topics that myself and Ripper Blackheart of FGW, Future Great Wrestling, discuss, and the guests, the amazing guests we've had on in the last few weeks. And those episodes with those interviews have been clipped over to the Everett Lee Show. Like this episode today, this episode was taken from a recent ELS Uncut episode. And... On the episode, we talk, me and myself, and Ripper Blackheart talk with none other than the magnificent Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker has made a name of himself in knockout wrestling, but stuff's been going on. And from this interview and the discussion, Johnny pretty much shoots on the promotion and the owner, Nicholas Vick, of knockout wrestling. Interesting piece. I didn't know what to expect when I had the magnificent Johnny Walker come on. And Ripper Blackheart, I'm sure he didn't expect what we got from Johnny Walker on the shoot. It's not a work. It's a shoot. He's shooting from the hip. Those that don't, don't know what that wrestling term means, is it's he's telling it like it is. He's telling how he feels. And he sure does let loose and holds nothing back on this interview here. He pretty much lets it go. And I pretty much tell him, hey, just go with it. Because I reached out and contacted Johnny Walker, the magnificent Johnny Walker, for the fact that on Double Down, a knockout wrestling promotion show, I was going to have Johnny on. Nicholas Vick did not want that. You'll hear my thoughts and response to that during this episode, during this shoot interview with the magnificent Johnny Walker. And the reason why 
we decided to do it on ELS Uncut. Raw and gritty as it can be on any shoot that I've ever conducted doing the Everett Lee show over the 200-some episodes. And even on early episodes of ELS Uncut. So this one right here, this is something that is just, I don't know what else to say. You're just going to have to hear it for yourself. So here is that shoot interview from the magnificent Johnny Walker from a previous episode of ELS Uncut. Hope you all enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, joining Ripper Blackheart and Everett Lee right here is none other than professional wrestler Johnny Walker. Wait a minute, time out. Whoa, stop right there. First of all, if you're going to say my name, you better say it correctly. It's the magnificent Johnny Walker. Yeah. If you can't say it the right way, then don't fucking say it at all, you fucking snapperhead. God damn. Everett, you're embarrassing me. I'm sorry. I, I just I just do that, man. I just do that. And Johnny, I'm one of your biggest fans. Is I then prove by saying my name the right way. Well, you go by so many names. I don't know what to call you half the time. And I am sorry. I want to apologize to you, Mr. Walker, for messing up on introducing you here on the program. Please I would don't like hold- to apologize forever, too. You know what? I'll accept your apology. I do not accept Everett's apology, though. He should have known better. It's his fucking show. He doesn't even know how to introduce his guests. I should hang up right now and go on a show that's actually more reputable. (laughs) Well, this show right here, no other show would have you after what happened, which we'll get into, which we'll talk about. But You want to go down that road this early? Really? No other show would have me? Yeah. That's a little bit egotistical on your part. From what I understand, from what I understand, that there were some people that would not have you after what happened with Knockout, which I'll touch on here in a little bit. But first... Yeah, I'm all the way up in Ohio. Let me know what's going on. I know there's some tension. You know what? We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that because Everett needs to think very carefully about the questions he's going to ask me in regard to that before he does. So we'll get to that a little bit later. I need him to think a little bit before we touch on that one because it's a bad subject and it's and it's not a work. It's a shoot. So we'll get there. We will. We will. Because everyone, everyone's seen the post and pretty much people know what's going on or think they know what's going on. But... Oh, they think they know. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Walker, people who's not familiar with Johnny Walker, when they hear the name Johnny Walker, what should they know about Johnny Walker? Well, the first thing they should understand is that there have been two great Johnny Walkers in history. The first one recently passed away. One of the greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time dominated the indie circuit for many, many years. Uh, dominated many of the professional wrestling leagues, major promotions for many, many years. Uh, an absolutely fantastic individual, and and God bless him, and God bless his passing, and Godspeed to him. That's the first thing they should know. The second thing they should know is that I am carrying on his name and his memory with grace and magnificence, as it should be. What people should really know about me specifically is that I may very well be the last of the old school wrestlers still out there working today. 
I'm not doing all this flippy, floppy, Cirque du Soleil gymnastic bullshit that all of these young guys think is professional wrestling. I'm a true wrestler. I am a true sports entertainer in every sense of the word. What you get with me is not just a magnificent athlete. You get a magnificent personality, a magnificent character, and somebody who is there, not just to win matches. That's easy. I'll knock somebody out with one punch all day long and finish it in 30 seconds. I'm there to make sure that those fans get exactly what they're paying for, and that's a show. That's entertainment. That's a story. It's getting invested, and whether you love me or hate me, you're going to fucking watch uh, amazing, amazing. And I, I believe it because I've seen it in person. I've seen you in person many times at Knockout Wrestling. And Ripper, have you seen, you've seen, I know you've seen Johnny Knockout at Knockout I, Wrestling. I, you send me the episodes. When yes. You send me because I watch them. So, yeah, I'm very aware of Johnny. And to comment on what he said, uh, yeah, that's what's missing in wrestling, I think, is too much people want to do the flashy moves to me the moves aren't really important everybody gets taught the damn moves yeah give me a reason to give a shit about you you know i so what you can do 20 million flips in the air before you hit the mat why should i give a shit about what is it about you that makes me want to give a shit about you more than this guy over here or that guy over there and i think that's an art that that gets lost a lot a lot lately in professional wrestling. So it's good to see there's men out there like the mag what is it, magnificent? Magnificent. Magnificent Johnny Walker, because that's you. how you say his name, Everett. That's okay. respect. That's respect, Ripper, and this is what Everett needs to learn. That that's that's what he needs to learn. You know, here here's the thing. You know, you go back and you ask any any of the old time wrestlers, anybody from Ah, you know, maybe 2004, beyond that. Some of the great ones, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Dick Murdoch, Terry Funk. These were guys bringing up my generation who gave me and people my age the simplest form of advice. Doesn't matter what you can do. Doesn't matter whether you do one thing. It doesn't matter whether you do a thousand things. But everything you do, Make it matter. Make it mean something. If you're only going to do one thing, make it mean something. Exactly. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you right there. Too many spots. Some of the young, a lot of the young talent that I see out there in the ring, it's high spot this, high spot that. Do a high spot here. Do a high spot there. Flip here. Flip there. And exactly, I agree with what Ripper and yourself there says that. It's just what what happened to having a match and doing stuff in the ring, doing moves and telling a good story in the ring. What happened to that? It's nowhere now. It's nowhere now. It's all right if there's one or two guys like that, but when every single guy's like that. Like, here, here's the thing I always say. I always tell people about. You know, ECW. When it first started, it had a little bit of fucking everything. Yeah. Now, you could find something that you liked about professional wrestling in Absolutely. the original ECW. 
But once Paul E. saw that he was getting the biggest reactions from all the whole hardcore stuff, everything went hardcore. Yeah. And eventually, I think that's kind of what got people away from it. Because you can only watch a train wreck so many times till you're numb to it. And I think he got away. He had a perfect formula starting off. I think he got away from that. And I think that's what happens a, a lot today with the uh, the youth, if you will, of uh, professional wrestling. They, they see the guys who do all the flashy stuff, and they're not paying attention to guys like the magnificent Johnny Walker or some of the other old school. Justin Rhodes, with the, with the exception of – I think he does – the Canadian destroyer way too much. Right, a little bit too much. But, but, yeah. but everything else does. And it's kind of what sets him apart there in AEW, I think, because he doesn't do what everybody else is doing. He he very simple. I like guys who are a punch you in the face type of guy. Yeah. Any day of the week. I'll take one of them guys any day over the week. Any day of the week over uh someone who's got to go a million miles an hour in the ring and probably blown up in the first five minutes. I get all these young guys today asking me what was so great about 80s, 90s, 70s professional wrestling. I bring up one name, and I bring it up for a couple reasons. Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes. Yes. One of the storytellers of all time in the ring. This was a man who could do three things in a 20-minute match, and you were just captivated by it. I bring it up, number one, because the man knew ring psychology. He knew how to entrance the crowd and keep them on the edge of their seat. And I'm probably the best at it. Yeah. Absolutely. I bring him up for the second reason, too. What was Jake's finisher? The DDT. At that time, one of the most devastating finishers you've ever seen. He could sell it. His opponents could sell it. You, they made you believe that his opponent was dead. It was over. It was done. And nowadays, the DDT is a transition move. And you know what was also great about the DDT is he could use it on anybody. Yeah. Oh, anywhere, time on any. It doesn't matter how big, how mm-hmm. small his opponent is. He is able to use the DDT. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. He's which, able to use it inside, outside finished. the ring. I mean, anywhere. that's, yeah, anywhere. Great. One of my favorite moves. And that's what made it a great move because it didn't matter who he was in the ring with. You knew he could finish with it. And you can't say that about all these high spot finishers nowadays because there's no fucking way I'm taking a Canadian destroyer off the top rope of a turnbuckle in anybody's fucking ring. And I don't care how much you're fucking paying me. It's not going to happen. So you couldn't use that on me if that's your finisher. That's not how we're going to finish the match. And that's the problem with today's wrestling. Nobody has a signature move, a signature finish. Because a signature finish was something you could use on anybody. Yeah. I mean, Logan with his ridiculous leg drop that I've kind of stolen over the years, but as ridiculous as it was, you could use it on anybody, and he finished you with it. And it didn't an elbow. Right, and the elbow. You bought into it. You believed it because they made you believe. Nobody fucking makes me believe anymore. Nobody makes me want to be invested in a match anymore. Unless, of course, I'm watching my own matches, which, you know, I, I do quite often. Um, <laughs> but but th- this is my problem with wrestling. 
And, and okay, a lot of people go, oh, you're just old and you're whining and you're complaining. First of all, I'm not that fucking old. I'm 47 and I'll knock out anybody that wants to stand in front of me because I'm in the gym every day, lifting weights, training, and I'm in better shape than half the guys half my age. So that excuse, they can stick it up their ass and go fuck themselves. The other thing they tell me is, oh, you just don't want to do those things because you can't. Well, if I really fucking wanted to, I probably could, but why? I would rather elicit a reaction from the audience and use that. I'd rather tell a story. I'd rather take my time. I'd rather have people understand what I just did instead of trying to wonder what just happened five moves ago when it all took place in three seconds. Makes no fucking sense to me. So, you know, I understand it's a whole new world. I understand wrestling is a whole new kind of thing. I can't even watch WWE anymore. I can't even watch AEW half the time. There is some shit I do like on AEW. Bottom line is, I don't believe the characters anymore. I don't believe the wrestlers anymore. I don't believe the stories anymore. And I sure as fuck don't believe the wrestling anymore. It's not entertaining to me anymore, which is why I'm still doing this. Because I'm going to bring it to the audience. I don't care who the fuck else is on a card at a show that I work. I'm going to do what I do. And you know what? Every show I do, they're chanting. They either love me or they hate me. They're either chanting, Johnny's so sexy, or they're chanting, you're not sexy. But either way, they're fucking involved in my match. And that's all that matters to me. I am. I'm. I'm definitely involved in your in your matches, there, magnificent Johnny Walker. Because I would hope you're calling the action. Ain't you? I am. I am. Did you hear? Did you hear the last episode of Knockout TV, Mister Walker? Did you not hear you it? You weren't bad. You weren't bad at all. Thank you. Thank you. The crowd showed you no respect, man. They showed you no respect. I can't do believe ever, that. Do, do I fucking care? What these bunch of fucking redneck backwater buck teeth hillbilly fans, especially up there in Eustis where these knockout shows are. You got to be fucking kidding me with these people. They got three teeth between a five member family and they're living on a fucking trailer that's lost three of the four wheels that it rolled in on. I could care less what those people fucking think. Right. about me. Right. Right. And that's because you're magnificent Johnny Walker. Why would you care what people think? But the when you come in the ring and you grab the mic, people need to shut up and show re some respect to you. That's what gets me, man. It's, you know, when an intelligent person is speaking, everybody else needs to be quiet. That's listen, that's just the way it is. You know, when when a man who knows more than everybody else is in the ring and he's speaking, everybody else should shut up. First and foremost, it's important to hear what intelligent people have to say. Secondly, you might be able to learn something from it. So shut up. Listen. Pay attention. I don't care that you're fat. I don't care that you're not sexy. I don't care that you're jealous that I'm better looking, that I'm a better wrestler, that your husband is a puddle of mud compared to me. I could care less. Just listen to what I have to fucking say because it's important. End of the story. When the mic's in my hand, just shut your fucking mouth. Exactly. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yeah. Ain't it, though? It's a simple formula. It's very simple. It is. It's very, very simple. I want to I go back to June 20th, Unfinished Business 2. I was there. Mm -hmm. You were there. And one person in particular was there. He was. He's watching right now. And he made a comment in the chat that says, we love Johnny, and he don't do spots. And you know who I'm talking about. He was, I said it on commentary, he was wrongfully fired. 
for being in a match wearing a mask. There's a lot of people who wear fucking masks in the ring. Come on, for God's sakes. Talking about Mr. Bill Crude, the former commissioner of Knockout Wrestling. He was fired unjustified for justifications, unjustifications from Nicholas Vick from Knockout Wrestling. And a few months later at Bowling Point, you make your presence known in the ring and you make a statement that you are going to take over Knockout Wrestling with a new faction. You introduced Agent Orange into the mix. Then the wild card you pulled out, which I didn't expect and no one expected at at the boiling point. Neither did Nicholas Vick, hence the beginning of our problem. Right. You brought out former commissioner Bill Crude. You brought him back to knockout. You had a match there with American Eagle and Billy McLeod because you had some problems there. But at the end of the match, we saw who was standing proud in the ring there. The magnificent mayhem was standing proud in the ring. Now, after that, tell me what escalated right after that, because I know Nicholas Vick was outside trying to be the outside ring enforcer. What happened after that right there? I do want to mention this right here. I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, We'll dive more into the conversation right here. But first, there's a couple things I do want to mention. Since 1995, HighSpots.com has grown to be the company it is by serving the wrestling fans throughout the world with a great selection of merchandise. HighSpots.com has everything a wrestling fan could want, including the latest WWE and TNA releases, classic wrestling merchandise, and their HighSpots.com exclusive releases. HighSpots.com is the leading online retailer for professional wrestling and mixed martial arts offering autographs, figures, DVDs, apparel, wrestling gear, and even wrestling rings. Their largest clients include WWE, Impact Wrestling, ROH, and AEW. Click on the HighSpots logo on the Everett Lee Show page over on PodcastC.net to order whether you are a wrestling fan, pro wrestler, or promoter, you can find what you're looking for at highspots.com. If you grew up as a kid in the 1980s or just a fan of 1980s pop culture, then ADTs is for you. ADTs sells a huge variety of licensed t-shirts featuring characters, movies, TV shows, video games, and music stars from the 1980s through today. They also have great costumes from 80s pop culture too. ADTs.com sells officially licensed pop culture t-shirts. As you might guess, their focus is on the 1980s, but do sometimes sell other cool pop culture related tees. 80s tees has been in business since 2000, meaning they like retro 80s stuff too before it was cool. Follow the link provided in the description section of this episode for more. 80stees.com You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. Let's go back to the situation where Bill Crude got fired initially. Backstage at that show, Bill's, Bill, Bill had, yeah, I'm going to come out in the mask. I'm going to do my thing. It was a fun show. It was, you know, Bill's a great guy. He's, you know, he's 
He's an awesome wrestler, great guy, great entertainer. He says, I'm going to wear this mask. I'm going to do this gimmick. Nick had a problem with that. Nick didn't like it. And Nick and I had words at that show about, hey, listen, this is a good gimmick. It's not like people don't know who he is. It's not like it's it's some big mystery that's Bill Crude in the mask. It's going to be great. It's going to be funny. Let's rock and roll with this. And, and you know, Nick, well, I don't like that kind of stuff. It doesn't. And I said, you know what, Nick? Honestly, you've been in this business, you know, what? Fucking two fucking minutes. You know, me, Bill Crude, a couple of the other guys, we've been doing this our whole freaking lives. We've been doing this forever. Trust me, we know what's going to get over. And he kind of he kind of bit the bullet that day and went with it and built it the gimmick. And, you know, it was kind of an issue. And afterwards, Nick was very unhappy with it. And, and Bill, you know, was doing his thing. And then Nick decides he wants to do this thing where, oh, Bill's going to get fired and that's going to be it. And it was half a work and half a half a shoot. And it was a little bit of everything. But it was it was a little upsetting that, you know, you had these older guys that absolutely understood in the wrestling business and understand the audience. And and Nick really wasn't too keen to paying attention to what we were saying. He kind of felt that we wanted to do our own thing. And it wasn't about doing our own thing. It was about entertaining the crowd. So this is where it kind of started. So then here comes the last show. All right. You know, we've been talking for a while about me putting together a faction. Anyhow, this wasn't something new. This was, you know, something in the works, you know, and I had said, listen, you know, obviously the two guys from agent orange, you know, I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you know, these two guys are my guys. I love them. I wanted them, you know, um, death row, Jethro, you know, doesn't get any better than that. Looking at him, he's just vicious. Like I'm going to get it. Let me take him. And I had brought up to Nick. Well, you know, I'm, I'm bringing Bill Crude back. I'm bringing him in. Nick wasn't happy about this. And I, and I, and I kind of told Vic or Nick at the time, I said, if you want to do this gimmick, then, then I'm bringing in who I want. I'm going to work with people that I want to work with. And I'm going to work with people that are going to understand how this gimmick is supposed to work. I don't want to take on a bunch of rookies and these young kids that are always going in the business for themselves and they don't get it. I want to work with guys that are going to be able to work this gimmick. And I said, I want Bill Crude, you know, he kind of, agreed to it okay go ahead and we come out we do the match we do the whole thing and yes i'm giving away a lot of trade secrets here because like i said guys my issues with nick is not a work it is a shoot so i'm telling the real story the way it is we come out we do the whole thing i cut my promo it's all great we're doing this match i did not expect nick to come out for that that was not part of what was supposed to happen nick wasn't supposed to come out at all so when he comes out, I see him coming out. And, okay, we're going to work this. He comes out. Obviously, I don't know. You, you can't hear it on the audio, but, you know, he and I got a little nose-to-nose there in the beginning, and I'm basically saying to him, fuck are you doing here? You know, we had a plan. Oh, well, you know, I decided to come out. Well, you know, what for? You know, this is this is our gimmick. Now, now I got to figure out how to work you into this shit. We walk away from each other, let the match go on, because I really didn't have a whole lot to do with the match. I'm just out there for support. No big deal. A couple times during the match, Nick's walking around toward me. Okay, well, are we going to do something? Are we not going to do something? You're walking toward me. What are you doing? Words are exchanged. Gimmick words. Shoot words. I don't know. At that point, I don't even fucking know anymore. Get to the part. You know, we do the squash. Beating up uh, Billy in the ring. Whatever's going on doing our little thing and then all of a sudden nick jumps in the ring and starts screaming and hollering at us you know you guys got to get out of fucking ring this is getting out of hand you got to and i'm looking at him like the fuck you talking about you knew this was gonna happen what what do you think you do what what, what do you i don't know whether he's working it or whether it's a shoot at this point but whatever he's doing either way it's pissing me off because i don't know you know we haven't worked it so i'm trying to play along 
I don't know if you can tell, but toward the end, I'm a little pissed off. I'm just getting my guys and saying, let's fucking leave. I know. You know I, wasn't, I wasn't really working anymore. I was, I was pissed. I'm like, you know what? Let's just get the fuck out of here. Let's go. You know, my guys are still working it a little bit, which is great. That's what they're supposed to do. But I was in a mindset of, you know, just fuck this shit. You know, I grabbed Agent Orange. Let's go, guys. I'm getting Bill Crew. Let's get the fuck out of here. And and I really just wanted to walk off, turned around, worked it a little bit more and left. Okay, no problem. Come back b- backstage. I'm not going to get into specific details of the conversation that took place. Listen, okay. I'm a heel character. I'm... You know, am I a heel guy? Probably a large part of me. I'm not going to deny it. You know, any good, believable character is, is there's a little bit of reality to it. Okay. Got to be a little bit of you if it's going right. to work. So, so exactly. I'm not going to sit there and tell you that I'm, I'm the, the greatest guy in the world. Okay. Johnny Walker is basically Jeff, me, on steroids. Okay. So it, it comes from reality. That's All funny. Right. I get told I'm basically me turned on. All the way up. <laughs> there it is. That's it. You know, yeah. me, 11. You know, it's it's just, it's what it is. Some very harsh words were spoken. Some unforgivable words were spoken, probably on both our parts. What it boiled down to is, and again, this is my problem with independent wrestling right now. You got a lot of supermarks that have gone out, bought a ring, put up some cash, buy some lights, will hire every Tom, Dick, and Harry backyard fucking wrestler to work their promotions. Don't know how to tell a story. Don't have people as decent agents backstage. Don't have decent, you know, people understanding how to run a show. Just letting guys go out and go into business for themselves quite often in the ring. You know, the matches really aren't planned out to tell a story or, you know, the, the whole show's not really telling a story. I've got a big problem with this on the indie circuit. I really do. Again, this goes in line with, you know, what happened to the old days where the show in itself was a big, long story that entertained the crowd, and each match was an individual little story that told a match. So this kind of boiled out of me a little bit, and I don't give a fuck. Who owns a company? I don't give a fuck. I care what you know about this business. I care what you put into this business, okay? And as far as I'm concerned, Nick's put nothing into it. He put money into it. He bought a ring. He bought a promotion. He bought a promotion that was already active on top of that. People love him. Hey, you know what? Maybe he is a great guy. Can't say one way or the other. What I can say is that I'm an old school guy. Respect your vets. Respect the guy. And you know what? I would have loved to have seen him be successful. But after talking to me that way, and again, you know what? I probably started it. I'm a dick. I'm an asshole. I probably fired off first in the back. In fact, I'm sure that I did. I'm sure that I probably said hurtful, harmful things in the beginning. But you know what? You're a fucking businessman. You're a business owner. Compose yourself. I'm a professional wrestler. I'm supposed to be an asshole. I'm supposed to be the dickhead. I'm supposed to be the selfish one. I'm supposed to be the one that wants to do what he wants to do. You're the business owner. Be more composed. Be more of a man. He wasn't. We had words. Did I touch him? Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe there was a little contact involved in that meeting. Maybe I instigated it. In fact, you know what? Fuck it. I did. I did. 
I grabbed him by the fucking shirt. I don't give a fuck. Okay? The bottom line here is I've been doing this when he was still marching and fucking lying in the Marines. Okay? I've been doing this before he even thought about owning a wrestling company. You want to talk to me that way. You want to talk to guys like Bill Crew that way. You want to talk to anybody else that way. Then you better make sure that you know more than we do. Because if you don't, I'm going to shut you the fuck down. And again, I'm not going to get into real specifics about what happened. He knows what happened in that meeting. I know what happened in that meeting. I understand it. He understands it, whatever it may be. The problem that I have now is that I was willing. Nah, you know what? Fuck it. I wasn't willing. I was pissed after the meeting. He was willing to squash it. He was willing to have me and him get together and talk about it in private and work it out. I fucking wasn't. I'm pissed. I'm angry. I aired it out on Facebook. So what? Fuck it. I don't care. I put it out there because I felt like it needed to be known. I put it out there because I need wrestling to be more than what it is today. He wanted to have a private meeting. He wanted to talk about it. I didn't. I still don't. He doesn't want to talk about it on Facebook. Why? Because maybe I'm right. He doesn't want to air it publicly because maybe I'm right. Or he doesn't want to air it publicly because he's a pussy. <laughs> you, you, you choose which one you want, okay? Wherever right. it's at right now is where it's at. I've right. been disinvited from knockout wrestling. I've been told I'm never allowed to wrestle there again. And I've been told I should never show up there again. Okay, no problem. Whatever. I'm not done with him yet, but we'll see what happens. That's all I can say. Okay. Now the chat, I want to jump in here. The chat's been going off here. Bill Crude, he's been watching. And Chris Rain, I know you've you know Chris Rain. He said, Amen. Bill Crude, I'm a hardworking veteran. Old school Chris Rain. Bill Crude, old school. Chris Rain, 40 plus year old school. 40, plus, 40 years with Bill. And Charles Arnold Jr. says, I'm old school, just not old like you two, LOL. Probably talking about between Bill and Chris, talking about being in the business as long as they have there. But Ripper, you, you have anything you want to you wanna add or anything? Well, we run into a lot of stuff up here in Ohio. We call them tax time promoters. And they only, they, they have one show and it's because they got their income tax checks back. And if they have anybody that anybody knows of on the show, you can damn well bet that's the only person getting paid. Nobody, you hardly, nobody ever gets paid. Like I said, they run one goddamn show because they use their time. We haven't had to deal with it this year because of, you know, quarantine and all that horseshit. So, they, they didn't spring up, but we run into that a lot, a lot up here. There is a lot of what we call outlaw promotions up here that uh, they'll use guys. Everybody goddamn knows they're pieces of shit. Not just that they're shitty workers, that they are literally pieces of shit. And everybody knows it, but these guys will use them. And they'll kiss their ass because they want to feel special. They want to feel like they're part of the business. I, I said it before. I thought I knew a lot of shit about wrestling. And like I said, until you get in wrestling, until you are on the other side and you've been there for a while and you've been doing the shit behind the scenes, you don't fucking know about wrestling. 
you're a fan, you're entertained by wrestling. That is fine. But you, not anybody can just uh, stop over promotion and start booking shit. I'm booking now. You know, when FGW starts back up, I'm back in the booking position. Yeah. And like I said, it ain't just I'm going to put this guy against this guy. There's work involved, people, booking matches. There is actual goddamn work involved. You can't put two guys in that are greener and shit together. Who's going to lead the goddamn match? God bless. You know? You, right. You can't, you can't, uh, you know, they got to be able to wrestle one another too. Their styles, even if they got different styles, they still got to be able to work together. <laughs> shit like that. Uh, and that's what happens a lot of these. And it, like I said, they will use some just garbage goddamn people. You talk about backyarders. They're like literally a backyard promotion, probably a half hour from where I live. One of them kids showed up at my shoot job as a temp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And told some of these people there that he was a wrestler. I'm like, really? What's your name? Because if you're a wrestler in the state of Ohio, I probably fucking know who you are. <laughs> and I don't know who you are. Who the and, fuck are you? Yeah. And what he was, he was he, he was a backyarder with these guys and shit. And I'm like, that is, you guys are not fun. And it was terrible. It's not even, you know, some backyarders are a little athletic. These guys just, they're terrible. Terrible. Fat, out of shape. Trying to throw a worker's punch, missing by a fucking mile. The other guy's selling it like shit, you know? And I, I was like, yeah, no, that guy's not a wrestler. Trust me. I said, but then I had another guy who was training show up. He was actually training to be a wrestler. And a uh, guy comes up to me and goes, uh, dude, he's like, new guy over there. He'll probably suck your dick if you want him to. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, you don't know who that is? Did he shave first or, you know, was, you know. <laughs> I make him work for it. I make him work for it. There you go. Face <laughs> uh, first, and maybe we'll think about it. But yeah, you know, <laughs> but, you know and you and know, yeah, we run into a lot of that shit up here too. And you said that at least they buy lights. These fuckers don't even buy lights. You're lucky if they buy a goddamn apron to go around the fucking ring. <laughs> and you know, this is this is where my big problem with all this came in because, you know, look, knockout is a decent promotion. For all the shit I say, they were on the right path. They were doing the right thing. You know, it's it's there were a lot of good good guys on the roster. My problem with it was because we didn't do the flippy floppy shit, because we were the older guys that were punches and kicks and slams, because we were working character, this was an issue. Basically, I felt like I'd rather have these young guys that do all this acrobatic shit than you old guys because, you know, it's not what's entertaining anymore. And that's what pissed me off, you know. The new guys might be the future, but we're the past. We're the foundation, you know, and you can't have that future without the foundation. And my problem with the whole thing was is that don't dismiss the guys that are going to help these young guys along. And there were some good guys there, and there were some shit guys there. And, you know, I don't know whether he thought I was going into business for myself, but you know what? Even if I was going into business for myself, it was fucking entertaining. Fucking deal with it. You know, I don't make this shit up as I go along. I think about it. I put together a plan before I go out in the ring. I know what I'm trying to fucking accomplish. So even if you're the fucking owner and I went into business for myself, your fucking audience loved it. 
So fucking deal with it. And, and but, you know, but the right. fact is, but here's the fact: you didn't, you didn't go into business for yourself. This was the plan from the get go when you went out. This was the gimmick. This was the angle. This is what we were working. Right. So you know, again. I hear people love Nicholas Vick. Everybody wants to take his side. I'm the bad guy in this whole thing. I could give a fuck less. My problem now is that he's a bitch. My problem now is that you you, you know you didn't want to be a businessman that night, but now in retrospect, because I had you buy the shirt in the office, now you want to be a businessman? We've already crossed that line. I, I got, you know what? And you know what? Be damned. Fucking... Somebody called the police on me. I swear to God, I see the motherfucker in public. I'm going to knock his fucking head off. That's where I'm at with this. I'm not trying to be the good guy in this situation anymore. I'm not trying to be the guy who's right anymore. I'm just the guy who's pissed off. I've had a fuck enough, and I'm going to fucking knock his teeth out. And I know he was a Marine, and he's got a 1,000 Marine buddies, and they're all running around, and they all want to get his back because I've gotten all the threats on Facebook already. Unfortunately, I've seen all of their pictures. And 20 years ago, they might have been in-shape Marines, but all they are now are fat, overweight fishermen who can't get off the sofa. So if they think they're going to protect his ass, they better bring a lot of bullets and some body armor because I got more than enough to take them on. I'm tired of this bullshit. This is going beyond... A wrestling thing. It's actually gotten pretty fucking personal now. And all his little bitch-ass friends that want to stick up for him are the ones that are getting him in more trouble. And I'll take them all on. I don't give a shit. You want to fight me outside a show? I work every fucking weekend somewhere. Find out. I'm on posters fucking every fucking weekend working somewhere. Figure out where I'm at and meet me outside. I don't give a fuck. I'm just tired of it. And I am going to knock his fucking teeth out when I see him again. And if that means I have to go looking for him, I'll go looking for him. I don't give a damn. I'm okay with being the asshole in this situation now. I really fucking am. It's crossed that line, and that's where I'm at with it. And if anybody's got a problem with it, don't buy my fucking merchandise. Don't cheer me or boo me when I'm in the when I'm in the fucking ring. The problem is, I know you will anyhow because I'm just that damn good. All right, I I'm gonna end in this right here on that right there. This is why, Mr. Magnificent. Johnny Walker. This is why I had you come on ELS Uncut. Originally. Got it right. What? What's that, Ripper? Did you got it right this time? Hell yeah. I learned it after uh, he hammered in my head the last few times already. So I'm green. I will admit that. I am green in the business, but now I I know who the magnificent Johnny Walker is. This is why I had had you come on ELS Uncut, because I was originally supposed to have you on Double Down, which is a knockout production yeah. I, I talked heard he blocked what's that i heard that he blocked it yeah he didn't want me to do show. yeah yeah he didn't want you because i came actually i came to, i came to nick nicholas vick and i said he said any i we're throwing ideas around for double down i said johnny walker no why he wouldn't tell me and I bugged him. I said, Johnny, oh. I said, did you see Boiling Point? The opening of Boiling Point was fucking great. Look at that. Everyone got into it. Everyone from the beginning of match, from the beginning of that event all the way to the end, they held on. And that opening right there with you and just everything. And I was like, I want Johnny Walker on. No. And he wouldn't explain why. 
And he basically sent me out of his office. He basically booted my ass out of the office and slammed the door on me. I'm like, all right, well, guess what? Fuck it. I, I do shows. I got shows on Podcasting Network. I'll get Johnny Walker. I'll get his ass on. I'll, ta- I'll dial him. Went through some connections here. I fucking got a hold of your number. I hit you up. I said, you want to come on? You're like, fuck yeah, I'll come on. Everett Lee Show. ELS Uncut. I don't care what, what the fuck it's called. As long as I got a microphone over my voice and I can talk, dude. It's on, bro. So we're going to leave it like that. Anything you want to add, Ripper, or not? Probably not. Oh, I, th- nope. I think you should. No, I, I think I think you should probably let everybody know where they can get a hold of Johnny. And for the people who are entertained buying, yes. for the people who do want to buy merchandise, you know, help a brother out. Yes. Help, 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 help a brother out. Seriously. Anybody got questions? Anybody want to see my matches? Anybody want to ask me about this situation? Anybody just want to tell me how magnificent I am? You can find me in a lot of different places. You can find me on Facebook at Johnny Walker Wrestler. You can find me on Instagram at Johnny Walker Wrestling. And you can find me on YouTube at Johnny Walker Wrestling. All of those. And I'm available to talk anytime on any one of those. So hit me up. I'll answer any questions you got. All right. Thank you again, Magnificent Johnny Walker. Podcasting Network, your top source for independent podcasting. Head over to podcasting.net. Follow them on social media, Podcasting Network on Facebook, Twitter at PodcastingNet. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Podcasting Network, and on Twitch, backslash Podcast City Network. Podcasting Network, be creative. Be independent. Be yourself. When I need a logo or graphic design done, I use 3Count Design. 3Count Design offers a wide range of graphic design products, video, photography, and other forms of media. Everything from t-shirt designs to websites. For more information, head over to facebook.com slash 3Count Design. That is facebook.com slash 3Count Design. When I want to kick back a few cold ones with my friends, I head over to City Limits Taproom. City Limits Taproom has a wide selection of TVs to watch your favorite sports, indoor and outdoor seating. They are pet friendly. City Limits Taproom also has food made fresh to order and the grilled cheese is excellent. I recommend the grilled cheese and the apple pie cider. The fries on the side, can't go wrong with that, baby. More information for upcoming events, Head over to facebook.com slash city limits tap room. Thank you once again, magnificent Johnny Walker, for coming on the program and talking with myself and Ripper Blackheart. One other thing I do want to mention is thank you to everyone that tunes into ELS Uncut every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over on Everett Lee's show Facebook page and Podcast City Network. I did put a post out there on the Everett Lee show page a while back ago, or not too long ago, about the new terms and services which go into effect October 1st on Facebook. How will that affect Everett Lee's show? We'll just have to wait and see. By this time this comes out, those new uh, terms and services have already been in effect. So we'll see how it goes. Got to roll with the punches and just go with it. And one other thing I do want to mention, thank you for 
the support to the Everett Lee Show and Podcasting Network, everything that we try to strive and do as a network and bring you content from the network with such amazing shows. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, everyone, for responding to the post that was put up with me and my lovely wife celebrating our eight-year anniversary. That's right, eight years 10 years of living together, being together, and eight years of marriage. What a blissful experience. And we have a beautiful daughter out of the eight years of being married and the 10 years being together. And thank you for the feedback and the comments on the post that she shared and happened to tag me with. And I wish I got more love like that when I post episodes up of the Everett Lee Show and ELS Uncut. <laughs> That's just me, but I know you all do. And thank you, followers and fans of the program. And be sure to check out coming up at the time of this right here, this recording, Knockout Wrestling's Wrestle Mayhem 2, presented by Toomey Tools. It's coming up this weekend. Be sure to check that out. And that's pretty much it for this episode of the Everett Lee Show. I'm Everett Lee signing off. Everyone have a good day, good weekend. And we'll see you again next time for another episode of the Everett Lee Show. Peace. Peace.